This is Basketball More Than a Game with your hosts, Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Former high school coach and player have teamed up again to share their knowledge of the game and life skills on and off the court. Now here are Coaches G and Q. Hey, this is Coach Goins, and welcome to another Fast Break episode of Basketball More Than a Game. But like we always say, make sure you got your sneakers on and you got them laced up tight because today is week two of our Coaches Month. And as we said before, September, we'll be highlighting some of the top coaches in the world of college basketball. But before we get into that, I got to kick it down to North Carolina to the hottest co-host this side of a basketball court. Coach Q, what's popping? Hey, what's going on, Coach G? You want to know what's popping with Coach Q? Well, I'm so excited about today's very special guest in the studio that I feel like I'm inside the peak, sitting in the middle of the <laughs> Oakland Zoo, waiting on somebody to catch a lob and throw it down. But ladies and gentlemen, after this short commercial break, Coach G is going to return and introduce our very special guest. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. Parents, looking for a dynamic youth sports program? Look no farther. Xsports.com provides that opportunity for your youth in Augusta and surrounding counties. With various sports to choose from, your student-athlete will be exposed to cutting-edge facilities to practice and game day activities. Our vision is simple. Surround each participant with positive instruction, team time, and opportunity to gain knowledge that will assist in their future development. Sign up today at sports.com. You're listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. All right, folks, you just heard Coach Quick set this whole table up, and you know what? It's time to eat. So, Without further ado, we're going to let the cat out of the bag. So via telephone from the University of Pittsburgh. That's exactly right. From the University of Pittsburgh, none other than head coach, Coach Jeff Capel. Welcome to Basketball More in the Game. Hey, what's up, fellas? I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, man, you know, Coach, it is, it's an honor and privilege. And for those of you that don't know, let me tell you something. The next 30 minutes, you need to make sure you got them laced up because we're going to be talking Old school, new school, life lessons. But most importantly, we're going to be talking about the game that we all love so much. So, whip that. I'm not going to get and prolong anything. I'm going to kick it back over to, to Coach Q. Yes, sir. Coach Cable's an honor to be in your presence. Got some questions um, to ask you. Just wanted to know first, what are your core values as a head basketball coach? Well, first and foremost, you know, my core values are using this game uh, – and, and the lessons that you learn from being a part of a team and to help our guys become the best possible men they can become. I've been so blessed throughout my life um, to be around the game. First, as a young kid, as as my father's ball boy, uh, when he was a high school coach, and I like to say I was probably one of the worst ball boys you'd see because all I wanted to do was shoot. 
Uh, but I got to be around his team. I got to be in the locker room, on the bus. Uh, and then as I got older, being a part of my teams, you know, whether it was grade school, middle school, high school, and then off to college. And I've been really fortunate to be around men that use the game to teach life lessons. So you learn things about being a part of something bigger than you. You learn about commitment. You learn about selflessness. Uh, you learn about responsibility individually and collectively. Uh, you know, you learn about accountability. That's what the really good teams do. They hold themselves accountable and they hold each other accountable. And so I, I, I would think those are my core values. Look, I, you know, for me, being a part of a team is a privilege. It's sacred. And there are things that you do when you're a part of a team uh, that if you think about it, in order to be a really good husband, you know, to be a good father or a good friend, you know, communication is important, trust, honesty, all of those things that go into, you know, being a part of a good team, you can use those in every aspect of your life. Yes, sir. You know what, Coach Capel? That's why you're on the show. You're dropping dimes today <laughs> on basketball more in the game. And we definitely appreciate your knowledge and understanding of this game. And it, to be your dad's ball boy growing up as a kid, you ate up that knowledge and soaked up that knowledge as well. And um, your core values are outstanding. I'll kick it over to Coach G for his comments. Well, you know what? Let's be transparent. He, he, look at it. he knows where I'm going. Co coach, quick, let me tell you, let me tell you about this ball boy that that is now an ACC head coach. What a ball boy, right? We'd be looking for stuff. He'd be running through the locker room, grabbing guys' sneakers, taking the towel, slapping them when they're coming out of the coming out of the shower. I mean, but you know what? It what a, and, and I look back on that, and that just wasn't yesterday. Uh, I had the honor and privilege to to be a as, as coach. Didn't when I say coach, meaning Coach Capel, my coach Capel. Uh, he didn't. He did not call it uh, a manager. He called us student assistants, uh, and that kind of elevated us. It, it gave us a different mindset. He allowed us to to be a part. And in that, seeing Coach Capel now, uh, that, that's actually on the show, I knew I knew he was going to be special. And and I say that because I've been around the game and I learned the game from his father. Uh, and seeing him and seeing exactly everything that he was doing, knowing that guess what. He was going to be able to make a difference. He was going to be special. He was going to touch people. And, and it's an honor and privilege that we have you on today, Coach. So here's my question. How important is it to have players that, that I refer to as the two E's? And, no, and that stands for energy and edge. Well, it's huge. It's huge, you know, to have those two things, you know, as, as, as we look for guys here at the University of Pittsburgh as we recruit. Those are the things that you look for. Um, number one, I, I don't think you should ever have to coach energy. Wow. You know, guys should be excited to play. There should be a certain energy that comes along with playing and competing and being a part of a team. Um, you know, that should just be there. I, I think if you have to coach energy, if you have to coach effort, effort and energy are, are the same thing, then I think you have a problem. You're probably not going to be that successful as a team and, and, and certainly as a coach, because as a coach, you're only successful as your team is. Um, and so you should never have to coach effort. Like I mentioned, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to play. 
And so every time you get to lace them up, every time you get to step in between those lines, whether it be for a workout, a practice, or certainly for competition, you know, that effort should be there to play. And then an edge, man, that, that's something that we really look for here at the University of Pittsburgh. Guys that feel like they have something to prove. Guys that want to, you know, go out and compete and get after people and things like that. I, you know, to me, I think when you look at the great players and you look at the great teams or the really good teams throughout the history of our game, that's the thing that kind of separates them. Certainly they have extraordinary talent. But they have an edge to prove it, you know, every day to show up and to be at their best every day. Um, you know, as I've gotten older and been around the game for such a long time, you know, I, I kind of think that's a talent now. You know, I used to think, well, that's just kind of how it is. But the more and more I'm around it, you know, to play with incredible energy and positive energy and to have that type of edge, that's a talent. That's a skill now because it's something that not everyone has. Wow. You know what, folks? You're listening to Jeff Capel, head men's basketball coach at the University of Pittsburgh. And we'll be back right after this commercial break. Visit our website, coachgoins.podbean.com. Always learn to pass. Process, attitude, sacrifice, satisfaction. The very first thing that we will do every day is that we'll show up. The second thing is that we'll keep our promise. The third thing is that we will appreciate what we have. You're listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. All right, folks, we're back in. And you know what? Like we always say, you know, just make sure you got them laced up. And if you need to go over and put another pair of socks on, uh, you got time to do so. Because, again, we have none other than head basketball coach, University of Pittsburgh, Coach Jeff Capel. Coach Capel, as, as we get into this, what we call this session, fast break, I've got a question for you. And, and in this, I want you to reflect as a head coach. Now, I know you've had been head coach at VCU, also head coach at the uh, University of Oklahoma, and, of course, now at University of Pittsburgh. I want to drop some names out, and these are going to be some former players. And when I drop these names out, if you don't mind, I want to, I want, I want to pick your brain, and I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay? Yes. Tony Crocker. Blake Griffin. The best. Justin Champagne. Warrior. Wow. Coach Quick. <laughs> That's outstanding right there. Was that not was huh? So so in that coach, what I were and again and again, as we talk to Coach Capel, and I want all the coaches that are that is gonna be listening in is Realizing why I did what I just did is because coaches never forget. Coaches never forget the talent, never never forget being having the honor and privilege of coaching young men of that. And again, as I and and I what I tried to do there, coach. Oh, I, you know what? I apologize. I apologize to the University of uh, Virginia Commonwealth because I had that number one guy on my list and I forgot to call his name. And I will do that right now. And again, please forgive me, Nick George. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a blast from the past right there. He would be another one I would just put in that, you know, competitor. I, I, I would just put him there just for how much better he got and how he worked and 
just just such a competitive. You know what I'm gonna change is spirit. Wow, that's what I'd say about Nick spirit. Okay, Coach Quick, yeah. you, you might never got a chance to, to see him play. I, I got to see uh, him play several times when Coach Capel was at uh, VCU. I know they came to JMU, which is just right in my back door. I mean, the guy was at another level, you know, and he was from England, and he was and it's, and those names always resonate in my mind because I've had the opportunity to, to kind of follow Coach Capel all the way through his career and when he's got great players like that. So, again, I appreciate you uh, answering those uh, pinpoint questions, and I'll kick it over to Coach Quick. Yes, Coach Capel, I, I got another question. What are the most important character-building qualities that teach your players? Hmm, that's a good question. You know, number one, we want guys that love the game of basketball. That that's a huge thing for us. We want guys that that love it, that love the process, that love the work, that love the things that 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 go into you know being a real becoming a really good basketball player. And then we want guys that want to be a part of something. You know, our our game is a team game, and in order to win, you know, you have to understand how the pieces fit. You have to embrace your role, love your role understand your role and then star in your role wow. doesn't mean your role can't change but it's it's something that you have to do um look the very first thing that 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 attracts you know us to someone is their talent and then as we look at their talent the, the things that we're looking for is can this young man help us you know win the acc be in one of the top spots in the acc if, if they can do that then we feel like you have a chance to win a national championship if you can be one of those top teams in the ACC. Then the next thing we look for, you know, with, with the, is besides the things I just mentioned, is upside. Like, we want guys that we think have a chance to really get better. I think we do a good job at developing. You know, when you mentioned, you know, when Lamont mentioned earlier when he talked about Nick George, you know, he, he's one of the guys that's an unbelievable story that I will never forget. You know, Nick's first year at VCU when he played for me, you know, he did not make a three. I think his second year he made a few, but he continued to work and work and left there as one of the all-time leaders in three-point field goals made during his time at VCU. Um, and so we want guys that we think have high upside because we feel like we can help them get better. And then we want guys that are good students, that, that, that understand that basketball is not who they are. It's, it's what they do, but it's not who they are. And to understand um, you know, that you're here to get an education, certainly in the classroom. But I, I'm a big believer, man. College is a way that you just start to figure things out and prepare yourself for the real world. Wow. Yes, sir. Man, that's is is he not dropping dimes, Coach Q? Yes, he is. And, and you know what, folks, don't, don't don't call me and ask me why he's on the show. Just listen to the show. Okay, <laughs> it's all it's all it's all you know. We're we're lifelong learners. I I, I say that, and I don't say it facetiously. Uh, we as Coach Quick and I sat down, and he brought some guys to the table, and and so did I. So he brought some big guns. So I had to reach in my bag. I was like, okay, you gonna bring out some guns? I'm gonna bring out some guns. But in that, what and our goal, okay, and keep in mind is that we are here to impact. We're here to try to make a difference because, as Coach Capel said, you know, somewhere down the line, uh, somebody stopped and and saw something in, saw something in me. And what I mean by that is, you know, I couldn't I couldn't make a layup. 
I couldn't shoot a jump shot, but, but my coach saw something in me. And what I want to do is, is learn the game because he didn't have to come to me and ask me. And the same thing I tried to do when I coached coach quick back almost, almost 25, 26 years ago is I want to make a difference. And as, as everybody knows about the show, I did not want to do this podcast without my main man, Coach Quick. And so in that, today, we're able to have on the head basketball coach for the University of Pittsburgh, Coach Jeff Capel. Now, Coach Capel, I want, I want to drop in the paint. And I'm going to hit you with a question. Uh, you're the first African-American uh, head basketball coach at the University of Pittsburgh. And over the last year, with all of the racial injustice, and all the things that, you know, as a, as you know, you guys battled it. And what I mean by battle it through the COVID, um, you know, your players being isolated. I mean, it was a tough year, uh, basically socially as well as individually. How, what did you, if you don't mind sharing, what did you do to, to help yourself, to help your program navigate these waters? You know, it was, it was really interesting, man. You know, if you look at what these young people have been through, you know, the last, 18 to 20 months, um, certainly with the, everything with COVID um, and, and basically everything being shut down to shortly after that, you had the, the brutal lynchings. <laughs> and that's exactly to me what they were of Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd. And then later you learned uh, you know, more about Breonna Taylor. Um, you know, I think because... You know, we, we were basically shut down. The world, you know, the country and the world was shut down. You know, you were forced to deal with it. You were forced to look at it, to see it, to watch it. You couldn't escape it. And, you know, I, I sensed in my guys, you know, something that, that, that I had never seen from them before. Just this, this feeling of, of confusion, of anger a fear. Um, and the thing that made it even more difficult was that I couldn't get to them. So everything we did had to be via zoom had to be conversations over the phone or FaceTime with individually, you know, with individuals and then collectively as a group when we did zooms. So what we tried to do was that we, we had a weekly zoom meeting with our team. And we, we tried to come up, man, with, with different activities. We let them pick the activities. But then we talked. We talked about the things that were going on in the world. We talked about, you know, th- I'm sorry, things that were happening in this country, what they were feeling more than anything. And what I wanted to do, man, was to create a space for them where they could have an outlet in a, in a space that they felt comfortable sharing, sharing fears, sharing thoughts, being angry because I didn't want that anger pent up Right. because I didn't want them going out and acting off of that anger. Um, and so it was a really difficult time, um, you know, as we move forward and we were able to play the season, you know, having to have these conversations with them. My team is predominantly black and okay. that, like that's what we are. And, and so dealing with it and also dealing man with the ramifications of some of the choices that they maybe, you know, chose to make, you know, for instance, do you want to stand or kneel during the national anthem? Right. You know, we had got some guys wanted to, some guys didn't want to. My thing was that I wanted it to be a united front, whatever we did, I wanted it to be together because I didn't want you know, 
four guys having to answer and then the rest of the team having to answer because they didn't do this Correct. and things like that. And then my responsibility, I felt as a head coach, as an adult, as someone that understands the world is not to make that the decision for them, to support them, but also guys was, was to advise them. If you do do something, here's what can happen. Wow. If you choose not to do, here's what can happen. Here's what's probably going to happen either way. And to give them all the information so they can make an informed decision. So it, it, it was really interesting, you know, to, to go through that and to see people's reactions to things. And we're living in such an interesting time right now, man. It's so divisive. It's, it's, it's so, uh, you know, these young people have so much more information, certainly than we had when they were their age or younger. I see it with my own kids at home and they're 14, 12 and nine. And I saw what this, this past 18, 20 months has done to them. You know, I, I can't imagine being in college and having to navigate through all of this stuff. Oh, it's, 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 that's such a, you know, you eloquently put that coach, uh, you, yeah. you, you know, you, you're so true. I mean, I, and again, I, I couldn't imagine, uh, going through this back in the day and it's just, you know, so again, hats off to, to you and your staff uh, for navigating those waters because, again, it's, you know, people can stand on the sidelines and, you know, of course, you know, you, you get those Monday morning quarterbacks, uh, everybody at the scores table and telling you what we should have done and how we should have done it. But, again, hats off to for you and your staff for allowing your guys uh, time to breathe, time to t- time to vent. And I think a lot of times what I always tell people when people ask me a question, all thing I want you to do is listen. Just sit down and listen. Yes. That's you mean yeah. I'm not trying I'm not trying to and and we did a show a couple of weeks ago uh you know talking about who's better LeBron Michael Kobe and I said you know what appreciate appreciate the talent appreciate yes. you know, appreciate growing up in the in the time and the day and age to where I got to see Michael Jordan I got to see LeBron I got to see Kobe God rest his soul I got to see Muhammad Ali I'm not and 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 soon as somebody starts down that path with me as much as I'm around the game I kind of back away. Uh, because again, I just try to appreciate uh, what we what we have. So, Coach Quick, I'm, Coach Quick, I'm gonna kick it over to you, brother. Yes, sir. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is why Coach Capel's on the show basketball more in the game because he's dropping dimes just like he did as a point guard back at Duke University under the leadership of Coach Mike Shishetsky. Now, Coach, during during your comments just now, I heard you mention fear at least two to three times. So, my question to you. As a follow-up to that, what would you do if fear was not a factor and you could not fail? <laughs> what would I do if fear was not a factor? You know, I, 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 I'm not sure there's anything else I would do. One of the most, one of the, probably the most important lessons I learned in college and learned under Coach K was not being afraid to fail. You know, that, that's that's one of the things that he taught us. And he said that's one of the things he learned in the military when he went to West Point. You know, failure is not the destination. You, you, you learn a lot through failure. You know, you learn how to pick yourself up. You learn who you really are. You learn how to overcome. Sometimes you have to work a little bit harder. Sometimes you have to think differently. Your approach has to be different. And so, I, you know, since then, probably since, you know, I went to college, there wasn't anything that I was afraid to try. If it was something that I had a passion about, something that I've had an interest in, um, I haven't had that because I know that's part of life and, and it's not the final destination. So I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe 
maybe I'd be a chef. That's something I always like. If I didn't do this, and you know, if you had, didn't have feet, I don't think I'd fail at it though. But I'm I'm pretty nice in that kitchen right now. But uh, <laughs> but but yeah, it's not anything. Maybe try to sing in front of people. I can't do that. But I, I would love to be able to to you know have that many people, like a packed stadium or a place. I'm always mesmerized by that. Like. You know, whatever type of music you love, I, I love all kinds of music, but you watch these people at concerts and I've always imagined, man, like how it must feel to be up on that stage and, you know, you doing your music and everyone, it could be, you know, 50, 60,000 people there knowing and singing along with you and you seeing the passion that they feel. So maybe that's something that I would do is to try to be an entertainer like that. <laughs> Well, you know, wow. you know what, you know what, Coach. That, that's that's something. That's something I always tell my wife. I say, you know, I said, I, I think I would love to be a big time singer. And she's yeah. she's 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 always go sit down, right? But yeah. but, <laughs> but isn't that, uh, that that that's 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 so true, you know? And I know uh, I know that you shared this, uh, Coach, during the press conference uh, that I've probably watched. I don't know, maybe twenty five times. Uh, you said that you, know, you were you were in the kitchen, you were cooking, and, and you said that you liked to cook, and, and the phone rang, and it was a 412 error code, and you thought it might have been uh, um, a player, so you went on and took that call, and it happened to be Coach Mike Tomlin. Uh, mm-hmm. And you hear, you heard I just said, Coach Quick, Coach Mike Tomlin for the Steelers, <laughs> yes. right? So, so, he, so he calls Coach Capelin, welcoming him to uh, the city of Pittsburgh. But in that, Coach was talking about you know, he, he enjoys cooking. And that's the time, but so it's so right now. If you if 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 basketball more than the game was in the kitchen, and we had the cameras above, just like if we were in there, you know, with all these you know Snoop Dogg and and everybody in the kitchen, what <laughs> what, what would you be preparing for us right now? Well, well, one of the things I saw last night. So it's crazy, man. Like if you look like in my phone in the notes section in my phone, like I'm always looking for different things. And, and if you look, it's full of three things. Number one, it's quotes. I love quotes. And so I'll put quotes in there that I see and things like that. Number two, it's plays. Like I'll be watching the game and it could be a co- another college team. It could be an NBA team. I love watching FIBA. So overseas, heck, man, it could be WNBA, and I'll see something that I like. I have a couple of people that I follow on social media that are putting up plays and different things. So I have a bunch of that in there. And the third thing I have are recipes, you know, stuff that I've seen people cooking. And so what I would love to do, if I could do it right now, I saw this amazing, it looked amazing last night, uh, this recipe on uh, curry chicken uh, curry turkey thighs. Wow. And that's something, man, I saw it last night. I was like, all right, I got to go get this stuff because I'm going to try this next time I have an opportunity. I have some time. I'm going to try to do that. And so that, that's what I, that, that's what I would be doing right now. Well, we preach it. So when you do, you can uh, go ahead and drop us. Uh, we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll, send a, we'll send a freezer bag up to uh, PA and you, you can drop uh, you can drop us some and I'll get it down to North Carolina with that. So listen, we're going to jump off real quick. We got to pay a few bills and we'll be right back. But we do have on head men's basketball coach, University of Pittsburgh, Coach Jeff Capel, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Always learn to pass. Process, attitude, sacrifice, satisfaction. Now here are coaches G and Q.
grew up watching ACC basketball, and I grew up dreaming of one day playing in the ACC. And, you know, usually when you're growing up in North Carolina, you kind of got to pick sides early. Are you a Duke fan or a North Carolina fan or an NC State fan? And maybe there are a few Wake Forest fans sprinkled in there as well. But you also know that that Duke-Carolina game, man, is just the rivalry. And so I remember all throughout my childhood growing up, like always watching it, you know, that game. And it seemed to have never disappointed. And then to have, for me, growing up like that, growing up in that state, understanding the rivalry, the for, you know, to forever have a moment in the rivalry and hitting that shot um, is something that's incredibly special. You know, to this day, I'm 46 years old right now. I was a sophomore in college when that happened, so I think I was 20 um, when that happened. I may have still been 19. I can't remember the date of the game. Um, but you know, to have that, you know, 20 plus years later, people still come up to me and talk to me about it and mention something about it. You know, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, especially from a old country boy from North Carolina. Watch out, man. There's nothing that, there ain't nothing wrong with that country boy hitting a shot like that. And actually, folks, if, you, at all. if you don't realize uh, <laughs> that that shot actually uh, was nominated for SB uh, that year, just because it was. The, and you know what, Coach Quick, I don't know what you were doing, but I remember watching that at my mother-in-law's house, and that ball bent and he, and he kicked. I think it was a was it? I think it might have been Cherokee Parks that got the board. And he swung yep. and coach and coach come up on the left side and he let that thing go. I come up off the couch and I thought I was gonna break my mother-in-law's coffee table. She said, "Boy, you better." It was it was game on. But again, that that just shows you how it frames how basketball. Again, just it's more than a game. Uh, it's it, it's life lessons uh, we learn each and every day, and we certainly appreciate uh, you talking about uh, that moment in time because again, it's it, it you eloquently put it, coaches. You, you know it's. Basketball is basketball, but basketball is not Jeff Capel. Jeff Capel is a husband. He's a father of three dynamic kids. Uh, his, he, he's a brother, um, and he's a son. You know, he's an uncle. Uh, and guess what? You know what? He's an outstanding son. Think about it. I mean, he, he comes from such a, a long, deep history of just great people. You know, his grandfather, uh, Felton Capel Sr., and his dad, uh, Jeff Capel. And I, and I kind of want to transition over into that uh, because I do not want to do this show without uh, mentioning your dad just because he was such a pit. He, he, and you know what? And I'm, I'm going to be transparent here, coach is as you refer to coach K as, as, as your coach, that's how, re, that's how I refer to your dad in my, mm-hmm. in my life. He was my coach. And I know a lot of times when I talk to your mother, she always says, you never called him Jeff. I said, no, I, I never, I never have. And I never will mm-hmm. because he's always coach. Because, like I said, I wasn't a player, but he saw something in me and allowed me to to be a part of the game, be behind the scenes, learn the game. I mean, I had a stat book in my hand when I was 15 years old, and he he took he took me home every night driving that Toyota, and he he get in that car and he he light that new port up and he turned that interior light on, Coach Quick, and he said he said, right, he said get he said get that book out, and I get the book out, and he said. What 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 we do on the boards? And I'd be like, I'd be adding up right quick, and I'd be like, uh, we, we, we were minus ten. He said, all right, circle it. And I'd circle it. He dropped me. He says, uh, what what did what did Carmichael do? And I'd go down through it, and this is twelve. See right there. How many free throws did he miss? And I'd be, I mean, this is we going down, we're going down the backside of Pinecrest High School, 
And I'm trying to, you know, read that, and he's smoking that Newport, and he and, I, and I'd get out of the car, and I'd say, all right, coach, I'll see you tomorrow. But he took me home every night, and that was agreement that he had with my mom. And she, he, I'll never forget, he stopped by, he says, on that, I need Lamont. And she said, Jeffrey, if you, if you, if you'll, uh, if you'll bring him home every night, he's yours. And so for me, in that, and I was 15, 16 years old, uh, and what a just, I, I can't thank you and your brother and your mother enough for allowing him to 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 take so many sons if you will under his wing teach us you know how to be men that was that was the thing and that's what I always share with my son is when we didn't have anything to do we'd be riding around man we ended up at your mom and dad's house and we mm-hmm. right we'd pile down in there coach quick man we'd been there playing ping pong <laughs> and coach would be wanting us man y'all got to go be like coach man we ain't got nowhere to go man but we just came over here just to hang out and and that and that's so special man and it, and it means a lot uh, and again, I am ever so grateful uh, for what uh, for what your dad did for the game of basketball. And I will share this. I've got another soundbite, but I'm not going to play it right now. Uh, actually, one of my former guys, uh, one of my former players, is playing for King Rice at Monmouth University. And and during the press conference when they played you guys last year, you know, somebody asked him, you know, about uh, Jeff and Jason, and he did an excellent piece and he talked about your dad. And just how you, how your dad would pull his coattail, uh, and he's like, King, you don't need to do this, you don't need to do this. Be yourself, uh, make your uh, make you know make your boss proud and make the university proud. And he said he just he really spoke volumes about how coach was as a coach, but most importantly how he was as a human being. So I just wanted to give you that. Uh, I didn't know if you if you heard that uh, on the press conference, uh, but I did. And what an honor! And I told my guy now. I said, listen, I said the coach that taught me the game has worked with your coach and, and helped your coach along the way. Now, my former player is with somebody that uh, impacted uh, his life, and that was Coach Jeff Capel uh, Jr. This is Coach Cap- Jeff Capel III that we have on. So, with that, Coach, I'll give you some comments, and we'll start putting the wraps on this thing. Sounds good. No, it's – it's um, you know, it's it's – to hear that, and I've heard so many people talk about my dad and the impact he had. And I knew, you know, one of the ways, you know, you know, as a coach that you have impact. And as I've gotten older, I realize this more. And it's interesting hearing you talk about, you know, the guys piling up and being over at the house. I looked at you guys like my big brother. I'm the oldest, so I didn't have a big brother, but I felt like I had a bunch of them. I, I used to always say, and, and you know, Lamont will get a kick out of this. You know, I used when I was little, and, and I was my dad's ball boy, I used to always say, and I would tell my dad this, i tell my mom, you know, if I could play defense like Johnny Hahn, shoot like Bernard McNair, if, 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 if I could, you know, run the point like Ken Spencer, if I could jump, like Antonio Johnson, I can play as hard as Bobby Collins, man, I'd be really good. <laughs> like those are the guys that I looked up to. Wow. You know, and those are the guys that were like heroes to me. And as a coach, when you know you're doing something right is when the guys want to come over to your house. When they leave, when they're back in town, they come over or they're calling you or they're writing you a letter and telling you the impact that you had. And that's the thing that I always saw, whether it was my dad was at Pinecrest High School, whether he was an assistant in Wake Forest, you know, when he, you know, became a college head coach at Fayetteville State and at Old Dominion. And even, man, when he was in the G League, you know, as, as the head coach down with the Fayetteville Patriots, you know, guys came over when, when they were gone. And then when he got up to the NBA, it's, it's so interesting, man, when he was in Charlotte, 
and when he was in Philly as an assistant, you know, I'd go to practices, I'd go to training camp, and everyone there. And the, the NBA is different. A lot of times they don't call the head, you know, the, the coaches coach. You know, it's just, you know, hey, Pop or Phil or whatever. And on their staff, that's what they did, except my dad, everybody called him coach. And I think it's because of the respect that they had for him. They knew he cared about him more than just what they could do for him or the team. They knew he cared about them as men and, and, and wanted to help them get better. So I've had a great example, you know, with him, uh, first and foremost. And, and, and I've always tried to be just like him, you know, as a father, as a husband. Um, he, he, I was very fortunate that I could just walk right across the hall and my role model was right there. My hero was right there. That's, that's huge, man. That is, you, you know, that, that's, that's so true. That, Coach, Coach Quick, what's on your mind? Yes, sir. Coach Capel, first and foremost, I just want to say it was an honor and a pleasure to be able to sit here and have a conversation with you about life and basketball today. Um, just wanted to say to you that Coach Goins gave me the opportunity as a senior in high school to speak with your dad over the telephone. And, man, it was an amazing experience for me because at that time he was the head basketball coach at Old Dominion. He was coaching a big-time player by the name of Joe Bunn. Um, they were about ready to head to the NCAA tournament. And um, I, I just – that was an honor for me. And after he got off the phone with me, he asked Coach Goins, he said, who was that dude? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was pretty, pretty funny. And as well, your mother taught me and as a first-grade PE teacher. She was my first-grade PE teacher. Oh, cool. Yes, sir. And I, I thought that was pretty cool. But just being able to see you play and follow your career as a Duke basketball player, even though I'm a Tar Heel fan, I always respected your game. I enjoyed watching you play. I even watched you as I watched some clips of you at Southview when you were in high school. So <laughs> I just want to say to you, best of luck to you and your team this year. I bid you all Godspeed and I pray that you all are healthy and, um, just take it easy on my Tar Heels this year. <laughs> so, so, so as we start wrapping this up, man, I, I, I can't thank you enough, Coach Capel, for your time, your talent, uh, what you do. Uh, you, we, we know that just get ready to get into the grind. You guys have been working, and and your social media uh, at Pitt is just it's off the chart. I, I you know, I, we track it. Uh, you know, we watch you guys work out and walk. And Coach Quick, let me tell you something real quick. They get they got these That's heels. It. They got these heels, man, going up to the peak, right? <laughs> so that was their last year, right? So the, I, you know, I, stay, we stay at the hotel, the university, whatever. So I'm walking up the hill, and it's like almost like called an Uber to get me like halfway up to the peak. I mean, it's just like we stop and then like, you keep going and you keep going, you keep going. And these guys are, and I think it's a hospital. The hospital is like one street over from where I walked up the hill. And his players are running these hills and carrying weights. And I've seen them in the Heinz Field running and carrying these weights. And I'm just like, my God, man. And that's the thing. People don't understand what goes in the body of work. They just turn on the TV at 7 o'clock when it's on ESPN and think these guys just show up. They don't understand the process. Uh, and Coach has this thing on the wall, and I love it, brick by brick. Uh, and it is absolutely fantastic. So, with that, Coach, I want to kick it over to you for your closing comments, and we'll wrap up. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. I've, I follow you guys, obviously, because of you, Lamont, and, uh, you know, love the fact that, you know, you give back to the game 
you know, you use our game to to help teach lessons, to to help you know have an impact on these young people's lives, and to as 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 my dad used to always say, use the game, don't let the game use you. And what what you guys do, um, you know, through having you know these coaches on, the people you have on, and the and the positive messages and the teaching, um, you know, that you do on on your podcast, on your show. Is, is, is truly something that's special and it's it's appreciated so i it's it's an honor to be on it and uh you know look forward to listening to you guys going forward well we certainly appreciate it man and that, as those saying goes hail to pit uh and definitely right. definitely pass on uh our hellos to the family also give jason a shout out and uh we'll be seeing you guys i, I know uh i saw the schedule come out I, I know you guys play monmouth uh in december and i'll definitely be trying to Come up that way just because to be able to see uh, see my former player that uh, he's actually home. Uh, he's been every evening he calls it, coach. I need to get in the gym, but luckily we, I, but luckily I can open it remotely and, uh, and 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 get him in there so he he's working. But listen, man, you know Godspeed and and you know we love you, uh, and I'm so 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 proud of you, man. And I know uh, your dad's looking down on at this moment. Uh, I know your mom, and I spend time when I go home. She, you know, I'm able to, uh, you know, slide down and take her to dinner and, and hang out a little bit, and, and and that that's that's the least I can do. That's just part of me giving back for uh, for what uh, you guys have always done in my life. So, on behalf of Coach Quick, Coach Goins, and Coach Jeff Capel, head men's basketball coach at the University of Pittsburgh, and as we always say, we'll see you in the gym. You've been listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Our podcast is available on podbean.com.